0: The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios.
1: Hi, this is Mia Mohsen also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon.
2: It's now time for The Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, iTunes, Anchor FM, Radio Public, and themikewagnershow.com. Mike brings you great guests and interesting people from all across the globe. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another great episode of The Mike Wagner Show. 1-800-303-3960,
3: 1-800-303-3960, that's 1-800-303-3960, or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor the Mike Wagner Show, international war author Mia molson if you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia molson has gotten great reviews, and Eve 11 endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forbes, Riley, and many others. So grab your copy today for "Goes Missing by Mia molson available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Wagner Show at the Show.com on over 30 podcast platforms, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, and Apple Music, Coming Soon to Podbeam, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and TuneIn, and Heard Worldwide, Geo 7 Radio Public, Himalaya, and more. Take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device Subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel Follow the Mike Wagner Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia For great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles, and more, Amazon.com slash Mia And don't forget to uh, support the Mike Wagner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, the Mike Widener Show.com. Buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com at the Mike Wagner Show, and make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific gentleman who began his coaching career in 1960 as a graduate assistant at Ryder College and um, also moved on to St. Gabriel High School and um, he later coached over Fordham University where he um, coached P.J. Carlissimo and also led the Rams to a 24-2 record in the 1970-71 regular season ranked number nine. They received a large at bid tournament but then he became history. In 1971 he became the head coach at Notre Dame at the age of 29 and he spent 20, 20 plus years over at Notre Dame and went went Won nearly 400 games and uh, 14 seasons to win, at 20 or more. Made the Final Four appearance back in 1978 and recorded seven upsets. That is um, sharing the record as well. He later went on to a great broadcasting career. Served on ABC, also CBS, NBC, and more. And this guy is truly a basketball legend. And, of course, he's got a great story to tell. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios, somewhere in the beautiful Midwest, the amazing coach of Notre Dame, and also a broadcaster for ABC Sports, ESPN, and a college basketball legend, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Digger Phelps. Digger, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Glad to do it. Well, it's great to have you on board, Digger. So you started off your career in 1963 as a graduate assistant at Ryder College. You later went on to um, get your head coaching job at uh, Fordham University. You took him to number nine, and you also uh, became the coach at Notre Dame. Back in 1971 at 29, you went on to um, have 20 seasons of um, and, and just an amazing career, nearly winning 400 games. And you also um, scored like um, seven upsets as well to you, upset uh, UCLA, Marquette, DePaul and more of course you're a legend over at notre dame you also uh later um got into broadcasting serving with abc cbs espn and more and uh you've got um a really good story to tell you know about basketball and everything and before getting to all that digger tell us how you first got started
4: well i got i first got started when i uh Played at Ryder College, sat on the bench most of the time, but uh, more importantly, uh, I came back and got a master's degree in business administration because I was supposed to go in business with my father, who was an undertaker up in Beacon, New York, and uh, I wanted to get a degree in business before I went to the bombing school up at Syracuse, so. While I was back at Ryder. It was interesting because Little Ryder College uh, back in 64 was going to play mighty NYU with Barry Kramer, Happy Harrison, Lou Rossini, the famous coach, and they had not lost a home game at University Heights where they were located up in the Bronx. They lost games in the Garden, but they hadn't lost for 20 years since 1944. Wow. A home game at University Heights, and I scouted them against Iona and Hofstra came back and told the coaches uh bob greenwood and his assistant tom petroff if we do abc on offense abc on defense we can beat these guys so i said well you put in the game plan so for two days i put it in with the guys i played with the year before we go up to nyu and uh i end up uh you know doing radio back then for Ryder. and next thing you know we knock them off and that's when i said this is a turning point i can do this stuff and so that next year, I taught at junior high school number four in Trenton, New Jersey, and uh, I applied for 10 college jobs to see if I could become an assistant, wrote Dean Smith in North Carolina. He ends up hiring some guy named Larry Brown, the famous Larry Brown. <laughs> so I end up at St. Gabriel's High School up in Hazelden, Pennsylvania, and the next year, I go to Penn as an assistant with Dick Carter, uh, who was at Ryder for one year, and Tom Petrov said, hey, you're going back to Penn to replace Jack McCluskey. Uh, who went to Wake Forest, why don't you bring Digger with you? And that started me. So I spent four years at Penn, helped Harder build Penn into a national power, not just an Ivy League power, power but uh, then the Fordham job opened, and um, I took it, and the same team that was 10 and 15 was back, and we end up starting four guards, a 6'5 center, and go 94 feet. And during the regular season, we go 24 and 2 and beat Austin Carr and Notre Dame in the guard and lose Al McGuire Marquette. Uh, They were like number two in the country in the garden in front of 19500 And then the Notre Dame job opens. And what was ironic, when I was at St. Gabriel's High School in Hazelden, Pennsylvania, I wrote a letter to Eric Parsegan, head football coach. And I told him, I said, what you're doing football and what um, the university is. I love Notre Dame. Someday I want to do the same thing in basketball. And six years later, at the age of 29, I end up at Notre Dame. And of course, we go on and do many great things in Notre Dame, but the most important thing I did at Notre Dame was 56 players played for me and all 56 graduated. And they all have a life today after basketball. And that's what's so important. So that was my career there. And uh, then uh, when I was at ESPN for some 20 years, uh, it was the same type of uh, movement, getting things done, doing broadcasting on the air. And and once I retired, I haven't done anything in the last, uh, probably my last year at ESPN was 2014. So uh, I've just been hanging around the campus, hanging around Notre Dame, doing walks when the weather's good. Otherwise, I go inside and walk uh, 30 or 40 minutes in the basketball arena and uh, just chilling, hanging out and having a good time.
3: Mm-hmm. and of course you know, nineteen seventy eight, you made your only final four appearance to date, and um, of course you know, just uh, tell us about the journey, and uh, of course the most remembered, nineteen seventy four, when uh, you knocked off um UCLA, coached by John Wooden, you snapped the eighty eight game winning streak.
4: Yeah, that was an interesting game because that was my third season at Notre Dame, and they were awesome, and then Wooden, of course, goes on to win ten national championships in twelve years, but that particular year when they come in. Um, they're an interesting basketball team, and so are we. We had Gary Brocall, Dwight Clay, um, uh, John Shumate at center at 6'9". Uh, Adrian Dantley was a freshman that year, and Dice Martin was a point guard. And we were down 11, about 3.22 to go. We changed our press. We go after them. Next thing you know, we scored 12 straight points and upset them by one. And then the 88-game winning streak after Dwight Clay hit the winning shot in the right corner. So that was the beginning of it. But also, I would say, uh, you know, it was interesting knocking off seven of the number one teams because we played them Bill Cartwright in San Francisco in mm-hmm. 77, and then Dean Meminger and Marquette in 78 and 79. Uh, another big win um, Ray Meyer and company at DePaul beat them in double overtime. And go on in 87, 80 81, we beat actually Virginia and Chicago with ralph sampson and then before that kentucky down louisville when they were number one that same year the 81 season mm-hmm, I remember that. and then finally in 87 north carolina were they number one but um it was just we played the nation that's who we were and a guy named Andy einhard did tbs television which was uh the abc nbc cbs didn't televise games back there but Eddie and I were great friends because he was a graduate and he used to do the Ivy League game of the week or the ECAC game of the week was like St. John's or Seton Hall playing each other. And he said to me, give me a national schedule and we'll get you on every weekend, which they did from uh, early January to the first week of March. And we played the nation like San Francisco and those guys when they were awesome. Of course, UCLA twice, Kansas, South Carolina with Frank McGuire, North Carolina, NC State. Uh, obviously DePaul, Dayton, Marquette, all these national schools, St. John's, of course, and Manhattan and New York and the Garden are out here. And uh, that gave us that national exposure to recruit national players and become a national powerhouse, just like we were in football.
3: That is amazing. Who's your favorite uh, college player that you ever uh, coached?
4: A guy named David Rivers, who was from St. Anthony's, played for Bob Hurley Sr. at St. Anthony's in Jersey City. David was a point guard who as uh, most point guards know what to do with their four other players on a team as a quarterback, but he knew what one, nine guys were doing when he would dribble. And he just could read what nine players were doing. If he took another dribble and he threw you a pass, you better catch it. And <laughs> our first scrimmage in practice, Tim Kempton, who was a 6'10 center from New York, Rivers threw him a pass, he didn't see it coming, hit him in the nose, started to bleed his nose, and the ball went out of bounds, and Rivers looks at him like, that's a turnover, because you didn't catch it in score. So, but no, he was, he was by far, because of his creativity and how he can direct nine guys in a game, and he was unbelievable as a player, and we had some great players, obviously.
3: Um, And he certainly did as well, too, and of course, he also moved on to a broadcasting career, we'll talk about that. But first, listen to the Mike Wagner Show at com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWeb for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic web Studios is the answer. Sonic web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition rate. Call today one 800 303 3960 That's one 800 303 3960 or email to support at SonicWeb Mention a Mike Wagner Show, get twenty percent off your first project. Sonic web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, International Warring. Author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first to go missing. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson's has garnered great reviews and Evil and endorsed by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Ellis. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson's, available on Amazon. Also, check out The Mike Whitener Show at the MikeWeitnerShow.com and over 30 podcast platforms. Take The Mike Whitener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to The Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Wagner Show on Instagram and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles and more. I'll support the Mike Wagner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, the Wagner Show.com, and also at buymeacoffee.com of the Mike Wagner Show. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a legendary uh, basketball coach from Notre Dame, Digger Phelps, here on the Mike Wagner Show. And going from coaching Notre Dame, especially, um, you know, know, making uh, their final four appearance back in 78 and seven upsets, as we talked about. You later win the broadcasting and you start off with ABC Sports at the 1984 Summer Olympics. And tell us about your transition going from coaching over the broadcasting.
4: Well, um, actually, when I was still coaching, when we would get knocked out of the tournament or we, uh, were just finishing up, I would do some work for CBS or ABC, whatever they wanted to do, uh, with college basketball. And, uh, it was interesting because that 84 Olympics working with Keith Jackson, uh, that's the year the Soviet Union didn't come and that was the so-called, Dream team of uh, great college players, Michael Jordan, of course, Patrick Union, and they just blew everybody away. And that was a great experience. And then, of course, ending up with ESPN doing college games on the road as a uh, sideline analyst or then eventually in a student. And we started college game day where we'd visit campuses and ended up with Reese Davis, Hubert Davis, who was um, at North Carolina now as the head coach and got to the final game this year. And of course, jay Billis. Um, We just really had great times doing shows together and and going to college campuses and doing the shows on Saturday mornings and then doing the game that Saturday night. But it was a great experience and uh, just breaking games down from around the country and seeing why teams won. And what's interesting about college basketball always comes down to rebounding and turnovers. And I think that's the two most important stats that I would always look at. Points off turnovers and how many second chance points of of scoring off the second chance or offensive rebounds. And that's what really makes up the games today. And I just think uh, too many teams shoot too many threes. And a lot of teams on those long shot, long rebounds and missed threes don't get offensive rebounds, and that leads to defeat. So it was an interesting career doing ESPN. That's a great outfit. Dick Vitale is a guy that got it all started back in about 79. And without him, there is no ESPN. He made it all work for everybody.
3: And what was your favorite... Um most memorable uh, college game you did uh, in broadcasting? What was the one that really stood out for you?
4: There's too many of them, really. <laughs> I used to love to go to Lawrence, Kansas. I, I, I you know, Rock Jayhawk, they were always good out there. Of course, going back to Pauley P- Pavilion at UCLA as a broadcaster brought back a lot of memories because uh, we were the first team ever to uh, win four straight at Pauly Pavilion because we used to play them twice a year. And, um, You know, John Wooden was a great coach. He used to coach here at South Bend Central High School. He played at Purdue and he grew up in Martinsville, Indiana, and ended up in Indiana State before he went to UCLA. But uh, Bill Walton, of course, a great guy, great man, and we're good friends. And that was a big shocker when we knocked them off the end of the 88 game winning streak. But. You know, when you look at everything that went on and how it went uh, broadcasting, it's always taking care of the coaches. And I would never criticize a coach. I'd always say, here's other options that you can do in a game and put the players in a position where they were the stars and the coaches were the real stars who made college basketball during that time period.
3: Mm-hmm. And you also moved on as well, too, that uh, you retired from Notre Dame. You worked for the Office of National Drug Control Policy for the uh, Bush administration. And uh, you can just um, talk a bit about that, too. And you also have done a lot of things um, afterwards from Notre Dame.
4: Well, um, I had a chance, a new president, George H.W. Bush, way back in the early 70s. And when he was president, um, I did work in the White House for him, ran a program called Operation Weed and Seed. And. Weed meant to take as many federal, state, and local agents to go into a community because the neighborhood wanted to cleaned out and take out the bad element. And then the bridge from weed to seed was community policing, getting the police out of the squad cars to be with neighborhood watch groups to keep the bad element out. And then on the seed side, it was going into after-school programs or putting kids in a position where they could get a GED and know that you don't have to be an electrician or I mean electrical engineer, become an electrician. You can make seventy thousand, eighty thousand dollars a dollars in your lifetime and a year and live to be eighty rather than being dead at twenty. So mm-hmm. that was the essence of that program for one year or so I did that for President Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, back uh, for four years, his fourth year as president of the United States.
3: Mm-hmm. And you're also a great fan of opera as well, too, and a lifelong Cub fan. And of course, you know, you know, hopefully the Cubs will do a lot better than they did last year. And of course, you know, opera is some of your favorites. And um, being a Cub fan, it's like I'm sure you had some great memories of that, too. And hopefully the Cubs will do better this year than they did last year.
4: Well, no, the Cubs are always an earmark. Uh, you know, <laughs> Wrigley Field is the oldest park in the uh, National League. And of course, uh, when you look in Boston, Fenway Park's the oldest park in American League, but the Cubs have always been a tradition around the country. And I've been fortunate enough to go up when Harry Carey died uh, to sing the seventh inning stretch every year since, which is like year 22. Hopefully this is year 23. Uh, and singing that take me out to the Ball Game." But I used to do a couple <laughs> innings with him back in the 70s, early 70s, uh, with him and uh, Steve Stone when uh, he was doing a... Cubs with uh, Harry Carey and that was always a great experience going to Rigby Field and being a part of the Cubs Cubs tradition
3: Mm -hmm. and of course you also uh, have an interesting book uh which you released some memoirs about Undertaker's son, life lessons from a coach. We'll talk about it in just one minute. You'll listen to The Mike Wagner Show at the MikeWagnerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Also, brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Wagner Show, International Warring Author Mia Molson Zia Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with legendary head coach from uh, Notre Dame Hall of Famer Digger Phelps after this timeout.
0: The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios.
1: He is the author of Missing, and I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.
3: Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers, and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to The Mike Wagner Show. You heard me. We're back with the amazing, legendary coach of Notre Dame, Digger Phelps, here on the Mike Wagner Show. We talked about your amazing career um, in good detail as well. And you also have a book in 2007 called Undertaker's Son, Life Lessons from a Coach. You can just uh, tell us more about that.
4: Well, obviously, to me, my mom and dad were the two people who inspired me the most, became who I am today. and. Going back when growing up as a child, uh, our house was on one corner. Go through the middle of the backyard. The funeral home was in the middle of the next block. And I'll never forget the time I was about twelve years old. My two younger sisters we were having dinner, and my dad comes in. And we'd always wait for him for dinner every night. In between the wakes, the afternoon wake, and the evening wake. And back then, there was two days of a funeral before the funeral was on the third day. And I'll never forget he came in the house one night and he sat down. And he says, "I want you three kids to understand something." All religions are our religions. All colors are skins are our colors or skins. All cultures are our cultures, or our cultures. Because when they lose a loved one, they need us to get them through this grieving process, which was two days. And that never left me. And uh, that was always a big impact in my life and how I dealt with people, met people, and worked with people. So they were wow. that part of uh, the whole inspiration of me. And obviously, I didn't... Uh, into business but it left a big impact on me and what the value of life is but what the value of human relationships are and how you make things happen with people no matter who they are or where they're from
3: mm-hmm. you also have some interesting life pr- principles as well too maybe you can share some of the life principles um in a book you can share with everybody and how it, how would apply well um I I
4: just think life's journey is something that you have to make happen yourself. And there's so many things that surround you that as you go through life, you just, uh, you know, I always thought leadership are these four characteristics. It has nothing to do with grades, but it has everything to do with these leadership characteristics. Give me somebody that's creative, somebody that's a risk taker, somebody that's the right street smarts and somebody knows how to be a survivor. That is leadership and it has nothing to do with grades, but it has everything to do with what you do and how you do it and getting people motivated to be a part of whatever objectives you're going after.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's very true, too. And he also wrote a book back in 2017, Father Ted Hespero. He coached me with uh, Tim Borey. And uh, ju- just uh, give us a quick synopsis of that.
4: Well, Father Hesburgh was president of Notre Dame for 35 years. And he also, in 1957, President Eisenhower asked him and a group of uh, six men total, three from the South, three from the North, including him. To come up with the civil rights act which they did up the land and lakes in wisconsin where notre dame has a retreat place where people priests go and just retreat and and they were up there and they did it and they wrote come up with 12 ideas for the civil rights act took it to president eisenhower in the white house and then Ike took it to president kennedy who's going to use it to run for a second term but he got assassinated and then lbj president lyndon baines johnson he got it all passed in 64 so Father Hesburgh, to me, is the godfather of the Civil Rights Act, but also he is one that the spirituality in Notre Dame is one other reason why I hang around here, because um, I always would say that to play a game, you got to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually. And yet, even today, the spirituality of this campus uh, is a part of my life uh, to succeed and win in the game of life. And Father Hesburgh was game priest. we would always have a priest say mass four hours before the game and come up with a game medal and bless the medal and pass them out to players like St. Jude was for hopeless causes, and we used that medal at UCLA until we started beating them out there. But more importantly, um, he just was a priest that uh, he was 7-0 on the bench <laughs> and beat three number one teams, but more importantly, he just was one that uh, could communicate with people in a way, and his uh, mother, Teresa, uh, who ended up as a nun becoming a a saint, I think Father Hesburgh in his life's journey, what he did, what he accomplished, uh, it should be up for sainthood. He's just a great man and should be uh, a part of that tradition of what saints really are. Hmm,
3: that's rather interesting. And uh, where can we find your books at?
4: Noting Bookstore, they have them. Just find a way to go online and go to Noting Bookstore and you can go
3: okay i right, will certainly do so we're here with the uh, legendary head coach from notre dame digger phelps here on the mike wainer show just a few more minutes who do you consider biggest influence in your career digger
4: my mom and dad i think they made me who i am and what they did and how they were uh my mother was a nurse and um she didn't practice nursing because she raised three kids but she'd go to that funeral every night and help those people through the grieving process and my dad uh was a big influence in my life and getting me ready to play the game of life and So those were the two there, probably in coaching Bob Knight at Indiana. He's my big brother and teaching strategy for games and teaching defense. He was the best. And then Al McGuire taught the game of psych. He was a master of psychology. So those are the two guys that really influenced me the most. But a guy named Tom Petroff, who was baseball coach at Ryder, he's the one when I went back to graduate school, I'd hang out with him and we'd get into strategy and drills and how to get kids ready to play, and he was another big influence in my life in getting me ready to do a go coach.
3: Mm -hmm. Certainly do so, and it's amazing. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
4: Well, don't assume follow-up and always have a backup. And and what I mean by that is that's what life's journey is every day. Don't assume follow-up and always have a backup. I'll give you an example. If I'm flying from... South Bend to the ESPN in Hartford, Connecticut. In the old days, you can fly South Bend to Cincinnati on Delta or South Bend to Detroit on Northwest. So if I was always checking a weather channel and I had to get to Hartford, I'd check. I could get South Bend to Cincinnati. But where's the plane coming from? to get me to Hartford. That's going to end up in Cincinnati. It's coming from Raleigh, North Carolina, but they're having a blizzard down there. Snow storms mm. going up the East Coast, so that plane's not going to be in Cincinnati. I assumed that it was. So then I check it out. I said, all right, what's my backup? I check Detroit on Northwest, and next thing you know, where's that plane coming? It's coming from Minneapolis. The weather's fine in Minneapolis, so that plane will be in Detroit. So I forget Cincinnati. Uh, my backup is to take the plane to Detroit to get to Hartford that way. So don't assume follow up and always have a backup.
3: I love that idea, and I use that when I fly somewhere. That's a really good idea. Once again, we're with Digger Phelps here on the Mike Wagner Show. Digger, very big thank you for your time. You're always amazing, and looking forward to having it again soon. Just make sure you keep us up to date, keep in touch. We'd love to have you back. And uh, once again, uh, where can we find you on the website, and uh, where can we also find your books and more?
4: Notre Dame bookstores where you find the books at the University of Notre Dame. I don't have a website because I'm on my flip phone. I've never done a computer. I've never done any emails. So that's the best way to get it done. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I really enjoyed it.
3: We certainly would do so. And a very big thank you for your time. You're terrific. And we look forward to having you soon. We wish you all the best.
4: Thank you very much.
0: Bye-bye. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call one 800 303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention The Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host and I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary relation of Ordinary People Based on a Real Life Relationship. It's just, it's well written, it's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm gonna highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia, he is the author of Missing. And I wanna give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing, available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening to The Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Anchor FM, Radio Public, and the themikewagnershow.com. Please support our program with your donations at themikewagnershow.com. Join us again next time for another great episode of The Mike Wagner Show.